0: Hello, good evening. It's a lovely Tuesday once again and we thank God so much for our lives. I believe that um, we've been blessed in our lives. The blessing of the Lord is evident in our life. And today, I want to speak to you on once again another interesting topic. We're going to talk about baton. Now, um, moving straight to the point, we know that batons are, are sticks or a baton is a stick. Mostly it could be made of wood, it could be made of plastic and these are used for various purposes now the police people have batons in their hands like the clubs that they hold in their hand they use them for other purposes defense and offensive purposes and then the the conductor of a choir and orchestra normally uses a baton so the stick they hold in their hand is also a baton but for the purpose of this particular discussion or this particular uh, message we will be focusing more on a baton as used in a relay race so the relay race where we have 4 by 100 4 by 400 4 by 200 so this a race where four people are supposed to complete the race and a baton is given to the first person he runs get to a place and then hands it over to the next person now it's very important for us to note that in this race you notice that four people are are coming together irrespective of the individual brilliance one person can actually spoil the team's chance of winning the race because for instance if the first person starts very well and then hands it over to the second person and the second person slacks the person the second person does not move as fast and is overtaken. what happens is that the third person will get it late it affects so whatever you hand the time you hand over the baton to the, the person it affects The person so the effort that you put in is very important and we'll talk about that briefly so i want to look at this from a different direction i want to look at what baton could stand for in our, our message today now we know that there are a lot of things that are handed over to people to posterity to generations all right so in this context generation will mean that your children either born or yet unborn um your siblings your younger siblings younger people that you have your friends so these are the people who come in as generation all right so we know that in our part of the world people are handed over political affiliations and so it's, it's, it's known in Ghana that um, some particular tribes associated to some particular political affiliation and sometimes you, you you don't know anything about it you just grow into it and you, you find yourself being affiliated to that political party and so that is a baton that people hand over to and we we have religion we have denomination so people are born into religion so someone is born a a hindu and the person just grows up into hinduism someone is born a muslim someone is born a christian so religion is also a baton so that people hand over to i just want to hit on a few and then we'll major on two main ones that i want to talk about so um we have patterns now this is more spiritual where you you know there there are there are family histories yeah, in, in the medical field, we call them family histories. And family histories are very important in, 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 in history taking because um, if two people are having the same symptom of a particular disease, but one person has a family history, then that person is likely to have that disease. And so we have family patterns like poverty could be a, a family pattern. We could have um, people who are divorcing, they get married, they get divorced, people like so many things, but these things are very special, but we thank God, the Bible says in Corinthians, that when you come into Christ, you're a new creature, so if you are listening to me, I want you to understand that the moment you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, you crossed over from death to life, from darkness to, to light, and so you were a new creature, you, you don't Belong in that spiritual affiliations. You don't belong to that spiritual darkness that has effects on on generations okay and so you need to break yourself off it now some of them you need to work at it and i'm going to talk about that too now people actually hand over witchcraft and occultism and all those things in this part of our world and um, people hand over beliefs royalty so someone is born a princess someone is born a prince and someone is born a crown prince you didn't do anything was just born a crown prince and one day he'll become a king so Royalty is also handed in. We know that profession, you get into a family and they are all, they are full of doctors. You get to a family and they are full of engineers. You get to a family, they are full of lawyers. Why? Because they have made an effort, they have made a deliberate effort to, to impact their generations, to hand over their profession to their generation. So the father makes everything possible that their kids will take after him, their world will take after him, whether is the mother or the father but we could see such families that people intentionally put their children in the line of their profession now we have the normal one that we know the genetic makeup of a child now irrespective of how unique a child will be the child still carries the genes of the father and the mother and some some traits of the father and the mother so those are the things that We, we hand over to our generations. Those are the things that hand over to our generations. Now, I want to talk about two things. And the first thing that I want to talk about, you should know that generations, it's a very, it's very important to God. So you can't afford to live your life anyhow because whatever you do now would affect your generations. So whatever you do now, the baton you hand over to is important. But whatever you are doing now with your life has a replication on the generation that follows you, on the people that you impact, on the people who look up to you, on the people you influence. Whatever you do now has an impact on them. And we look at some examples. You know? So you see, God actually said that when their fathers sinned, he would punish them onto the fourth generation. In Psalm 78. So you notice that even God God understands generations to the extent that in the Old Testament when a, 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 a particular family sins the 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 curse or the punishment is carried on through four generations. And so generations are very important and that is why god in his own wisdom when he had the tribes of israel he he designated some particular responsibilities to some tribes and you notice that these responsibilities moved through the generations down the generations and so up till now we have levites who come from the family of levi all right so we have some people the sons of Issachar, who were who were who were aspects in reading times and we could say meteorologists and all these people want to read the space and and all of these people are are in line with with this isaka people and so it is important that you know that generations are important that whatever you are doing think about what you're handing over Think about the effect it will have on your generations. And it will cause you to to do a lot of things right. Now, one thing that I want to admonish you to hand over to your generation. Number one is comfort. Um, I will say wealth. Yes, wealth. But not wealth as in extravagantly rich. But rich enough to be comfortable. Now, I want to speak to everybody who is listening. Especially those who have not given birth. That you need to try and make your generation comfortable, it's very important. You need to make your generation comfortable. It, it does not matter how you suffered, it does not matter what you have gone through, it does not matter your position now, but you need to have it in your mind that you need to make those after you comfortable in terms of wealth. You need to you so you need to work harder, you need to. Inputs much energy now you understand so the next thing is God now I say God because I'm not saying religion or denomination I'm saying God because you see most people hand over religion and denominations to their children and at the end of the day these children get to a place where they are confused and then they forget their religion or the denomination and that is it now what am I saying I'm saying that if you hand over a denomination to a child who goes to a place where he cannot find that denomination his interest in in that in the denomination alone can cause him not to be interested in any other denomination and that person will go back but if you hand God over to someone there are places in this world where you get to and you not even have the opportunity to worship You don't even have an opportunity to go to church like we have in some other countries like Ghana. So hand over God because God is personal, right? You can personalize God. You can speak to God. You can have a relationship with God. Don't hand over your denominations and, and strict beliefs about your denominations and religion. No, hand over God. Your, the God. So when you read the Bible it says the God of our fathers, when people, the Israelites said that it means that they've been handed over their God. And so the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you, you notice the generations, posterity. So you hand over the God that you are, you're worshipping. And so Timothy, and Paul said to Timothy in 2 Timothy 1 5, he says that I, I have seen that sincere faith in Your grandmother Lois, it was in your grandmother Lois and she handed it over to Eunice and I am more convinced that that same faith has been handed over to you. So make every effort to hand over your faith to your children because we live in a day when things, so many theories and so many people are saying so many things, philosophy. So if you don't input that effort to hand over your, your, your belief, your faith, to your children, to your siblings, your younger siblings, to your friends, to the young ones that you know, you stand at risk of losing them. Because the world is windy, very windy now. And without the faith in them, they would fall. They they will go anywhere. So hand over your faith. I want you to repeat after me that I will hand over my faith. Hand over your faith to your children, to your siblings, your younger siblings, to, to your younger friends make sure you, you you are doing it now let me go through three things that i want us to look at and um, the first thing is that at this time you should do the hardest do the hardest now in order to hand over these things that i mentioned you should do the hardest now what is the hardest the hardest is now you should be able to spend much more time with god now you should be able to to work harder now because you want to make an impact okay so at this time that you want to make an impact it is incumbent on you to 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 work harder to input harder don't don't lazy about no this is not the time to sleep and eat and drink and make merry always you should Make sure that because, in order for your generation to come and enjoy, you need to put in sacrifice, you need to put in energy, blood and sweat must go into it. So, in terms of in terms of handing over your faith, you must make sure that you yourself you are very intimate with God so that God is personal enough as a possession for you to carry Him and give to somebody. So Peter told the blind man at the beautiful gate that the crippled man at the beautiful gate that he said, Silver and Gold, I have. Not but what I have, I give thee. It's telling you how personal Peter has taken God, it's telling you the kind of possession he has. So if you don't personalize and and make God your possession now you won't be able to hand over so invest time in your relationship with God invest time in your work invest time in the things that you're doing be diligent in your work be hardworking. be a person of integrity make sure you are inputting a lot so that the the children yet unborn will will come and enjoy you know in in some countries when children are giving birth to they are catered for by the state until they get to some, some age. But you don't find out in African countries. Well, I don't know about all African countries, but most African countries. And so if you are an African and you are listening to this, if you are a Ghanaian and you are listening to this, it means you have to do extra. You understand? You have to do extra. Now, um, I want to read from Lamentations chapter 3, verse 27. It says, Lamentations 327 says that it is good for a man to bear the yoke while he is young. I will repeat. It is good for a man to bear the yoke while he is young. So while you are young now, while there is energy, this is when you need to bear the yoke. This is when you need to do the fastings. This is when you need to do the studying of the word. This is when you need to do the prayers. This is when you need to do the work that you have to do. This is when you need to burn the midnight candles. This is when you need to invest all your energy because the Bible says that it is good. It is reasonable for a young man to bear the yoke while he's young. So while you are young, don't let other things take your attention, your focus, but bear them. Bear them now. Bear your yokes now. Invest now. Sacrifice now. Do the hardest now. Now the second thing is that be intentional about it. Now sometimes some people leave their children and other things to chance you know maybe you are um, um, an elderly the firstborn or second born you have younger siblings and you think that by the fact that you are a christian they will also become good christians no you should be intentional about it what is intentional it means you should pray about them you should you should pray about them you should you should involve them in what you want to invest in them You should talk to them about life. You should talk to them about savings. You should talk to them about spending. You should talk to them about money. You should talk to them about God. So so in the Bible, the Bible says that tell them, let the mothers tell their children. Let them tell them so that they speak and when they wake up, when you are walking in the book of Peter. So you need to understand that these things we are saying, you need to be intentional about it. You see, that is why you need to do morning devotions. When the children are young. Because when you do that. You are intentionally imbibing something in them. You need to intentionally declare a fast in the house. You need to tell them that you need to fast. You need to tell them that you have to pray. You have to ask them. Have you read your Bible? You have to prepare them for church. These things. You have to imbibe it in them. These things. You have to make sure that they Uh, They they are pulled along. You don't leave them in charge. You don't leave them hanging and expect them to get into it. No, you have to intentional. Be intentional about it. Be intentional. So when you read Proverbs chapter three, chapter four, you hear Solomon speak to the child. He said, "My child, listen to my words. I have instructed you and I've showed you the path to walk on." He said, "Don't lean on his try his imbibing wisdom in the child." he's telling him things that he has seen as an old man and the things that he should avoid. So, the son there could mean that it is a son, literally, or he's talking to young people, but What matters is that you need to be intentional about this. If you want to hand over a good baton, You need to be intentional about it. If you want to hand over comfort. You need to be intentional. If you want to hand over God. You need to be intentional about this. Now the final one that I want to talk about. Is that the mistake most of us do. Young people do is that. Sometimes we think. We need to start thinking. About these things. We need to start taking actions. About these things. When they are in In other sense, we need to start taking actions in their presence and not their absence. What am I saying? Maybe you're not married. You're not even getting close to marriage. You're just 18. You're 16. You're 17, 20. And you're listening to this audio. But you think, when I get to 25, I'll get married. When I get to 26, I'll get married. Then maybe one or two years later, I'll give birth. So then I'll start preparing and all that. Start investing now. You do the investment now. Before they come in. So if it's your siblings, you do the investment now. If it is your kids yet on board, you do the investment now. So you make sure that you do things in the absence. Now I'm, I was, I was conversing with a couple and they said that they started saving for, for their children when, when they just, when they got married. So when they go married, every month they have an amount of money that they, they put in the bank for their children. And that's a laudable idea. So they've started planning in their absence so if you want to hand over god you want to hand over comfort the wealth you need to start preparing now irrespective of your age you are you are responsible for your actions and in actions the moment you grow to some age now i don't think it's even 16 now i think that 10 years and 12 years all these people are well grown enough and in this generation their mind is something else and i think that all of them are responsible for their actions and inactions. Now, finally, I want to say this, that whatever you do would have an effect on you. Whatever you do would have an effect on your generation. And so be mindful, if you are working, make sure you are diligent, make sure you're a person of integrity. Don't do bad things in this life. That's why the Bible said good names is better than riches. When you have a good name, it's it's a heritage For your generations a good name is a heritage for your generations so make sure that you are doing everything right because everything wrong you do would affect your generation look at david david ruled over israel for 40 years and david ruled over the united israel when i say the united israel i mean the 12 tribes of israel now he handed over this kingdom to solomon solomon ruled also for 40 years And he ruled over the united Israel too for 40 years. Now, because of Solomon's inaction, certain irresponsibilities of Solomon, though he was rich and wise, certain actions he did, he took, that was not in conformity with God's word and other things. Now, Solomon handed over the kingdom to his son Rehoboam and Rehoboam mind you ruled only for 17 years and even with the 17 years Rehoboam ruled only over Judah now Judah consisted of only Judah and Benjamin so the rest of the tribes went wayward and parted themselves as Israel and they were ruled by um Jeroboam so you need to understand that the in accents when you read um 1st Kings you notice that there where the bible talks about the people complaining to Rehoboam what your father Solomon has did he has burdened us with so many things tax and so many things please can you reduce it and the guy did not get good counsel and so what Solomon did cost Rehoboam the full kingdom what Solomon did cost Rehoboam a part of his kingdom and so you need to understand that Instead of ruling for for forty years like his father or even more, he ruled for seventeen years only. And so, be mindful everything you are doing now has eternal repercussions. It has repercussions in the in the future. There's longevity longevity in everything that you are doing. So don't think that. You can do anything now. You can live anything now. You can live your life anyhow as a young person because you are young and you're energetic and nobody can question you. And so you do anything anyhow and go score free. It will come to your kids. They will have to answer. Your kids will have to answer. Some people that you are responsible to will have to answer. And so I want to leave you with this. Make sure you're handing over. God to your kids. Make sure you are handing over comfort to your kids. Make sure you are handing over God to your generation. Now look at Cornelius. Cornelius was 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 not a believer. And the Bible says that when God revealed to him that he should call for Peter, when Peter was coming, Cornelius went to call all his kinsmen, all his kinsmen including his close friends. That is a good person who wants to hand over something. And so, don't be interested in yourself. Don't be selfish. Make sure that whatever is happening, you have impact on your generation. Impact on your generation yet unborn. Your friends, your family your family most especially, so that they they take something from you. Be a good example, impact into them. And I, I believe that when you do that, God himself will reward you greatly. So I pray in the name of Jesus that even as we've heard this, may God give us grace to be able to invest now, to be able to bear the yoke now, so that we would impact our generations greatly. God bless you. Have a wonderful week.